The lab is down. Double missions. Try again. Where'd it come down? Well, it's, co it's, it's coming down into the Indian Ocean at the moment, and they saw it burning up over Perth. Uh, well, from Perth, they could see it burning up. Is it on the Seabers? Anything that's going on with it? Well, if you tune into VKLO, you'll hear all this rubbish from Houston. Oh, I must do tunes. I'll fill up the rest of the log tape with that. I'll re rebroadcast it. Right, are we still talking about the political things about um, ham missions when you start the log or what? Or is it just techo missions? No, just techo. Just stand by. I'll just, I'll just tune the sievers into VKLO. Yeah, I might do the same. So I might say evening. Yeah, can you patch VKLO through branch so I don't have to go running inside? No, unfortunately I can't because if I've got the sievers patched in, two metres won't operate. I can, I can play it back to you in about five minutes. It looks as if a fairly substantial part of it has come down off the coast of Western Australia. Uh, fairly well off the coast in, in the Indian Ocean, yes. Okay, well, we'll leave it there. We'll be crossing to Western Australia in about three minutes' time. Right, we cross now to Jeff McMullen in Washington for the official confirmation of Skylab splashdown. The Skylab Control Centre in Washington now confirms the space station has fallen harmlessly into the Indian Ocean, several hundred miles off the southwest corner of Australia. The return to Earth was at 2.38 a.m. Australian Eastern Time. According to the director of the Skylab Recovery Project, Mr. Richard Smith, the heaviest parts of the space station have fallen into the ocean with the lighter pieces scattered back across a flight path towards Africa. That's the latest from the Skylab Control Centre, where there is a mood something resembling an Irish wake. It's not exactly jubilation, it's a sense of relief, but there is some celebration that Skylab is back to Earth safely. Jeff McMullen, many thanks. As we mentioned, it was flying over Esperance in Western Australia a few moments ago. Jim Bonner spoke to a coordinator with the State Emergency Service in Western Australia, Phil Arledge. We've seen about... Uh uncounted number, say somewhere between 50 and 100 pieces carrying on a northeasterly direction from here. How high did it look to be up in the sky? Your guess is as good as mine, but it, it was, it would probably be, well, anywhere to 50,000 feet. We wouldn't know. We had nothing to compare it with. How big were these pieces, would you say? Oh, quite bright lights in the sky. And did they take long to pass over? No, they were passing over fairly quickly. I would say a minute and a half and they'd be out of sight. Were there long streaks of light in the sky? Uh, there was a sonic boom here also. Uh, the, the boom came about three minutes behind the lights.
Phil Arledge, a coordinator with the State Emergency Service in Western Australia, talking there to Jim Bonner. Dr David Coles, is it possible that what Phil Arledge saw was Skylab? Um, well, w as far as we know, um, the majority of Skylab came down um, well off the coast of um, Western Australia. Um, I, I don't honestly know what he saw or what he didn't see. Um, but certainly, as far as we know, it's come down in the Indian Ocean. It's it's hasn't produced any um, any any danger to anybody, and uh, I think we need to be thankful for that. It's almost a feeling of anticlimax about it now. Yeah, as far as um, we were all hoping, it was going to be a washout in one of the oceans, and I think it has been a washout in that sense, and and I think we're very thankful for it. Are we absolutely certain now that all of Skylab is down? Um. Yes, yeah, we're certain that it's all down. That uh, that I'm not quite sure how and where NASA got the information from, but I, um, I, I'm quite, for myself, quite happy now that it is down. And what's the process now for American space officials? A big pun. What's the process now for American space officials? In what sense? In in terms of reclaiming parts of Skylab, if indeed that's possible to do, and studying them and what have you. Um, well, since it came down the Indian Ocean, I'd say their chances of recovering any parts of it are uh, pretty remote. Um, they probably would like to know exactly um, where the bits and pieces were spread so they could tell exactly how their predictions were. Okay, well, let's, just take, let's just take Skylab Control now. In Albany, in Australia, we will keep you appraised as new information develops. This is Skylab Coordination Center in Washington. Okay, well, we'll leave it there and we'll hand you back to John Hall. We'll have a final report after the news just after three o'clock. Oh, that's interesting. It goes off. The, the Seavers goes off while two metres is on. Um, how much did you call it, roughly, like in terms of minutes? Oh, I don't know. Probably about somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. And what they were, they were sort of giving half-hour bulletins for a while. And then at about, oh... Two o'clock or so, they're sort of doing it fairly continuously and, and leaving sort of ten minute gaps. But there are a couple of really tiny bits that unfortunately I missed. Like a policeman in New South Wales who just had to stand outside and outside of his office and watch Skylab in case it came and he'd have to alert the town. That sounds most tiny. Um, yes. Yeah, perhaps you might have to bring all the tapes over to the studios here or something and we can edit them up into a, a, a proper continuous. Or would be quite a laugh, wouldn't it? Um, yes. Oh, there were people praying. I suppose people were going into their bomb shelters and things. Actually, we've got a little bomb shelter out the back here. Not in our property, but the property diagonally behind us has got a bomb shelter. I think they're preparing for the for the Third World War. Yeah, well, actually, there were some countries uh, where people were actually evacuating their house some sort of, you know, Asian countries and they were fleeing. I can't see where they were fleeing to though because they're just as likely to get hit anyway. Oh look, it's so ridiculous. I mean, if you got hit by a piece of sky there, well, well, I think you, you were meant to go. That's what I'd say. Yes, this is the test transmission. We just found the fault in the microphone too. Anyway, back to the log. That bit too because I couldn't find tapes that were blank at the time, so I missed some of the good bits. No, this is no good at all. Um, uh, three minutes to three. So I've got another three minutes of 
grand missions, I suppose, before they do any crosses. Yeah. I didn't think it was even supposed to cross England. What, what cautions were they taking in England, for God's sake? Apparently there was a couple of towns that were sort of in, a, in one of the many paths that it would go over. And, uh, oh, they were told, they were sending the kids home from school early so that, well, if there was any danger, they wouldn't be there and they were telling the people to stay inside. And uh, there was something else about some caves, some smuggling caves that they were trying to sell, sort of sell the idea to people that they, they run into these caves as bomb shelters for when Skylab fell on them. <sighs> yes. Oh, well. Hmm. I suppose that means, in essence, that all the satellites that have ever gone up have probably come down. Yeah, I'd say so, actually, because I was just thinking, you know, setting the kids have school. We're not doubling, are we? No? Good. Um, you know, the thing they said the heaviest bit was going to make a hole in the ground 30 metres deep. Now, that really is 100 feet. What difference would it make if you're in a house or a bomb shelter or... Or even a cave was uh, pretty close to the surface. Things would still come through anyway. Yeah, you'd still get a headache if it hits you whichever way it goes. That's right.